You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A Friday edition here on Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group. Recapping the Warriors' 119-104 to loss to the Knicks Thursday night. An ugly, ugly game. Impacted most by Draymond Green's ejection in the second quarter. One that the referee later called was a mistake, but could not undo. And by then, it was too much for the Warriors to overcome. Going into the actual ejection itself, there was one minute and ten seconds left in the second quarter. The Warriors trailed by five when Draymond attempted an entry pass to James Wiseman. And while the ball was in the air, Wiseman sort of just vacated his position in the high post, attempted to slip to the rim. Green's pass uh, was stolen by Nerlens Noel. And then on their way down the floor, Green was screaming at at Wiseman, F that, F that. Uh, and the referee, John Butler, thought that Draymond was talking to him, he, and he called Draymond for his second technical of the game, which prompted the ejection uh, after the second foul call, or technical foul call. So the referee, Butler, later acknowledged that it was a mistake, decided that Draymond won't have to pay a fine, but he can't at that point undo the ejection. And so without Draymond, the Warriors looked like they did in the first four games when he was sidelined uh, because of the foot and conditioning issues. They were disorganized. On defense, they missed rotations. They were scrambled on ball screens. They gave up easy looks at the basket. Uh, the Knicks, led, uh, led by R.J. Barrett, who scored a, uh, a career-high 28 points, just easily walked into 46.3% shooting overall, 45.8% shooting from three-point range. Uh, in the third quarter, Barrett just broke down the Warriors' defense, driving to the basket, just completely unencumbered because Draymond Green was not there to provide rim protection, not there to point James Wiseman in the right direction. Uh, Barrett made a layup midway through the third quarter that extended New York's lead to 12, and at that point, it was over. That lead would eventually balloon to 19. The game was already well out of hand by then. Um, And so, look, by the time... It wasn't just on defense that they had problems on offense, too. By the time Green walked to the locker room when he was ejected, he already had a team-high eight assists in 17 minutes. And without Draymond uh, to set up guys like Stephen Curry and the rest of that offense, the Warriors shot just 38.4% overall. They went 9 for 38 from three-point range, assisted on only 25 of those field goals. And again, Draymond, in 17 minutes, uh, was responsible for eight of those assists. So... Curry finished with 30 points on 9 of 19 shooting. Um, Andrew Wiggins had 17 points on 6 of 13 shooting, 9 rebounds. But um, look, this was a letdown for the Warriors. They, over the last couple games, they came back from 19 points down to beat the Lakers. They beat the Spurs by 22 points in a blowout win, their most complete win of the season. And uh, on the second night of a back-to-back, granted, against the Knicks here, they had a chance to string together their first three-game winning streak of the season. Instead, they didn't. They were cursed by tired legs. You could see that in the lack of three-point shooting, right? When you when you go uh, 9 for 38 from three-point range, that is an indicator that your legs are tired. A lot of three-point shooting just comes from the lower body there. And uh, But they were really, they were really undone uh, by Draymond Green's ejection. I, I thought that by the time Draymond left the game, they were within five points. Like they could have won that game, I thought that was a that was still a winnable game by the time Draymond left. 
I don't know that they would have pulled it out at the end. I don't know if they would have had the energy to compete into that fourth quarter with a Knicks team that had been rested since Monday. They haven't. They have not played since Monday, but uh, it was still it was still a letdown. Um, and it was a reminder too just how important Draymond Green is. Uh, I wrote this for the Mercury News, but they opened the season without Green, who who missed the first four games uh, with 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 injuries, conditioning issues. After those four games, the, the Warriors ranked 25th in the league with a defensive rating of 114.3. Okay, so giving up 114.3 points per 100 possessions. With Green back in the lineup, that defensive rating improved to 106.9. So from 114.3 uh, to 106.9, a dramatic difference that is basically one of the worst defenses in the league to the sixth best defense in the league during that stretch. Um, their their single game defensive rating against the Knicks one eighteen point six so right back to where it was to sort of open that season. The good news for the Warriors though is that they're not without Draymond Green going into Utah on Saturday. Right, Draymond Green was the the victim of a of an unfortunate technical foul call that that resulted in his ejection. But I do think what we learned here is that despite all the growth that this team has made since those first four games of the year. They still very much rely on Draymond Green. There is no getting around that. So, uh, look, an unfortunate loss, I guess, for the Warriors, um, but something that also reinforces just how important Draymond Green is to this group. Uh, I want to talk about the stat of the game next, which has to do with some of these foul calls, and we're going to get into some of Steve Kerr's um, heated comments after the game about why it is that his team keeps fouling so much. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag. The NFL Conference Championship week is uh, games are here this weekend. The NBA is in full swing. And if you want to bet on the games, there's only one place that has you covered, one place I trust. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, like I said, Conference Championship weekend. Bills versus the Chiefs in the AFC, Packers versus the Bucks in the NFC. You got Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. You got it looks like Patrick Mahomes is going to play this weekend. If you're a believer in the Chiefs, and man, I, I like the Chiefs. What last time I checked it was that uh, uh, they were three point favorites with Mahomes back. That probably that they're probably much larger favorites. But I would check out that line. See if see if that's something you want to get in on. If you have a really strong opinion on Packers, uh, Bucks. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know more than the average NBA fan. You're, you're well-informed, uh, and so maybe you want to get in on some NBA action. If you want to do that, use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories from analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you will need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. It's time for our stat of the game. 41 free throws allowed. Now entering the game, the Warriors rank next to last in the league, giving up 29.1 free throws per game. Now that's going to be... After this, they're going to be last in the league. On Thursday night, the Knicks took 41. They made 32. And the Warriors attempted 39 free throws themselves, but it wasn't enough to just overcome what was a disjointed offense. 
Those 80 combined free throws, by the way, are the most of any game this season. And after the game, Steve Kerr was as frustrated as we've seen him all season talking about why his team fouls so much. I'm not going to talk about the officiating. I'm going to talk about our, our poor play. Um, we, we just foul constantly. Um, you can't win. We're, we're dead last in the league in fouls, I think, and free throw attempts allowed. Um, and you can't win games when you just foul, foul, foul. You're, you're constantly having to bring the ball up out of the net after the team shooting free throws. You can't build any rhythm at all. We had four fouls in the first 55 seconds of the fourth quarter. Uh, so we are who we are. And I, I obviously have to do a better job. Um, we're undisciplined. And uh, we've got to find a way to defend without fouling, obviously. Mindless reaching mindless um, decision-making um, defensively. I mean, we, you know, we've got a, a very long and athletic uh, team and we've got an opportunity to be very good defensively. I've been touting our defense, uh, especially since Draymond came back, but play after play, you got, um, you know, guards getting into the paint and, you know, instead of having to shoot a floater over James Wiseman or Draymond Green, we're just hacking guys uh, from behind right across the wrist as if we're going to uh, get a steal or something. So we're just totally undisciplined defensively. Um, generally, we play hard, and I love our guys' effort. But, um, you know, I told them the other day that it's hard to win in this league night after night um, on talent and emotion. You can't count on that. There's going to be nights where you go nine for 38 from the three-point line. Um, and there's going to be nights when you're tired and you're on the second night of a back-to-back -back and you don't have the same juice. And so the way to win those games is by executing, taking good shots, having good defensive balance, uh, defending without fouling, rebounding, being solid. So we are not that team yet. So I'm hopeful that we can get there. But right now we are, uh, as I said, dead last in the league and free throws allowed, um, fouls, uh, rebounds so we are not a solid team we're a, we can be a good team but we have a long way to go we are raking people across the arms we are grabbing people by the waist coming off uh screens we're fouling it's, it has nothing to do with the refs uh it has to do with us so we practice uh defensive fundamentals every day and it's it's obviously not enough so i've got to think of some way to get across to these guys uh you know how we're going to defend and maybe it just means if a guy reaches he comes out you know and forget the defense or the uh rotation you know just take a few games where if you reach you come out and we just have a uh bunch of guys filing in and out of the game and if they reach they come out and then another guy goes in and X guy comes out when he reaches, and that's the only thing I can think of because we practice defense without fouling every day, and it's it's not happening. So we've got to somehow find a way. I wanted to play that whole thing so that you can so that you got a sense of just how much Kerr was talking about these fouls after the game, and and those are the answers to three separate questions put together. But it's telling that this is a big concern for Kerr going forward, and he's right. A lot of dumb fouls. You can't really blame the refs uh, for that. I think in that Knicks game, 80 combined fouls, that's, that's, that's a lot. I don't know that the 
that you had to whistle all of those, but the fact remains that this Warriors team needs to strike a balance of defending aggressively so that they can create turnovers, but also not fouling. And it wouldn't shock me if we saw some sort of quick pull strategy Saturday against the Jazz. What, what Steve Kerr was talking about, if you commit a dumb foul, you come out of the game for a minute or something like that. Would not shock me if you went to that drastic a measure. They're not going to practice on Friday. They're going to travel uh, uh, to Utah um, on Saturday or Friday night. And, and so you're not going to get a lot of practice time to work on this stuff. So it might just be a situation where, you know what? You rake somebody across the arms, you do something dumb, you're coming out of the game. And, and, and it wouldn't shock me if Steve Kerr went that route because as you could tell from listening to those comments, and as we could tell uh, talking to him after the game, he was really frustrated. Coming up, our Twitter question of the game about why Kerr turned to Nico Mannion in the second half. Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get podcasts. Twitter question from the game comes from Big Yoshi, who writes in, When is Kerr going to explain playing Nico Mannion, of all people, in that third quarter? Now, Nico Mannion's been active for the last few games. Uh, he's playing on that two-way contract. Uh, he's active on and off. The reason they went to Nico Mannion is because they needed ball handling. You think about Draymond Green, obviously, you know, he's a forward. And Juan Descano-Anderson was not active in that game. Steve Kerr tends to, to go back and forth between Mannion and Descano-Anderson. He's trying to preserve as many of their two-way contract days as possible. Uh, so Mannion just happened to be active against the Knicks. And it was pretty apparent in that third quarter that Steph wasn't going to be able to do everything himself. Not on the second night of a back-to-back. Not, not after everything he did against San Antonio. Uh, you go back to that recap. All the on-ball screening, everything that he was doing on offense. I mean, it was impressive, but it takes a lot out of a player. And so Steph needed help in that third quarter. Needed ball handling help. Brad Wanamaker wasn't particularly effective. Um, you know, I, they, they were kind of searching for lineups with Draymond Green out. They started Eric Paschal um, in that third quarter with that starting group, and Eric Paschal, as nice as he's been coming off the bench, he's not a ball handler. He's not a, a shot creator for others the way that Draymond is. And so in that third quarter, he ended up taking Paschal out, putting uh, Nico Mannion in, and, and this team has been really impressed with what Mannion's been doing in practices and behind the scenes and all of that. And so, yeah, that's why you go with Mannion. You're just trying to find ball handling. You're trying to find a way to get Steph off the ball the way that Steph can play off the ball when Draymond is in there. It's not a defensive thing. It's an offensive thing. Now, I'll say this. You know, Mannion, within the first half a minute, had a rebound and an assist. Wasn't all that great. That was basically all he did for the rest of the game. He had four assists in the game, eight minutes, one point, minus seven in the game, but a lot of people were minuses in the box score, so you don't want to put it all on him. Uh, defensively, he struggled, which is to be expected, but that's that's sort of the level of desperation you get to when Draymond Green isn't in there, and it just sort of underscores just how important Draymond is to this team. Draymond leaves in the second quarter. You are forced to play a a rookie on a two-way contract who before this game had played in just one game all season in just a handful of meaningless minutes. So I, I, I think that the Warriors have a little bit of a depth problem. 
as nice as that second unit has been, there is, I would say, a pretty profound need for just one more ball handler. And it kind of goes back to what they're doing with that second unit, kind of going between Jordan Poole and Michael Mulder, you know, alongside Eric Paschal and Kelly Oubre and, and Damian Lee and Brad Wanamaker. I mean, Wanamaker is a ball handler. He's not much of a scorer at all. You kind of need one guy who can score and handle the ball and just play good enough defense. And that it, it sounds easy, but those players are kind of hard to come by. That's what made the Sean Livingstons and the Andre Wadalas so valuable to, these, to those championship runs. But there is a need for that on this team. There is a need for one more guy who can just provide that. Because of Draymond Green, look, it was, it, was a bad, it was a bad technical foul call tonight. A mistake that was uh, admitted by the referee at halftime. A mistake, but one that maybe doomed the Warriors in this game. But Draymond Green's 30. The chances of him playing every game after this are slim. And if he, if he misses a game, and you basically have to just sort of cross off that game as a loss... That's, that's tough, and that's going to be really tough for a team that's trying to make the playoffs. You don't want to have to rely on one player's health. It's, it's one thing if it's Steph Curry, right? That makes sense. He's one of the best five players in the league. If he goes down, your entire roster it, it falls to pieces. That's true of any player who's in the top five, any great player in the league. Draymond Green's not that, man. Really good player. Top 40, 50 player in the league, no doubt. Before, you know, so far this season, in you know, last few games, he's been playing like a top 30 player, I would argue. Still one of the most impactful defensive players in the league. But he's not, he's not Steph, he's not LeBron. You know, he's not KD. He's not Kawhi, he's not Giannis. You have to be able to go two and a half quarters without that guy, right? And it's like the Warriors weren't playing great overall. Again, second night of the back-to-back, but kind of going back to some of these things that I've been saying, there is a need for something extra on this team. I don't know if they can get it with the, the, the disabled player exception. I don't know if they can get it at the trade deadline, but they should probably explore it. They should probably explore something before the season is over. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, say nice things about the show. You could send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg. Email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Have a great weekend.